Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Ramah Word of Faith, the Word Church. Again, welcome. We've been all just saying hello to the new year. This is the year, the day the Lord has made, and we're going to continue to rejoice and be glad in it. We're going to increase our faith, ignite our faith on fire, and we're going to go into this year with one word, believe. Yeah, I'm going to believe God. We're going to believe God. Whatever he says. Yeah, that's it. He we, says to do something, I'm going to do it. He says don't do something, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I'm yeah, we're going to believe. believe. We're gonna, when, when people offend us, we ain't going to trade evil for evil because we understand, because we've been studying the scriptures, we understand that vengeance is mine, says the Lord. He didn't say it was yours, Richard. No, he said no, well, no. Well, I say really do you dirty. No, no, he didn't say no. <laughs> <laughs> he says vengeance is mine, I will unless repay. They, unless they get the promotion at work that you wanted. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord, I will repay. He said I'll repay. He said I, I want you to bless those that persecute you, and then I want you to pray for those who spitefully use you. If they got the promotion, pray for them and, and, and go congratulate them. Don't be a hater. Remember, uh, we don't, we don't, we, we, we honor one another we rejoice with those who rejoice that's what the scripture says rejoice with those who rejoice so if somebody else got something that you were wanting and they got blessed first go ahead and rejoice with them and this is what i i like to say that because i understand the blessings are in the neighborhood if my neighbor didn't got this new car the blessings of the lord are, is in the neighborhood so i'm going to rejoice with them because that's being a doer of the word not just to hear rejoice with them and then because my turn is coming so we 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 want to the world teaches you to, to hate them because they got something because that makes you a little smaller now because you don't got what they got and remember we want to we want to what they say they used to say back in the day play the Joneses what they say keep up with the, Jones. up with the Joneses yeah no 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 you're in the keep up with the God class you're in the God class now and in the kingdom we do things different we 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 pray for those we we bless others we we rejoice with others we we forgive others because we got so much forgiveness we extend forgiveness to people and again that's having faith in god right there that's doing the word of god that's believing god and again with that believing you got to act on what he said that's putting the faith in action now that's putting the belief in action i'm not just hearing it I, yeah i know what it says hear those people i read the bible 100 times well why you ain't doing none of it no you got to actually act on what you believe remember faith without works is dead you have no corresponding action you got to actually do this thing now that you've been, you've been a Christian for 20 years. You've been hearing the word and hearing the word and hallelujah and shouting and falling out and all that stuff. Now, okay, now it's time to do it. Because life is going, I tell people all the time, life is going to give you an opportunity to prove what that good and perfect and acceptable will of God is. It's going to give you an opportunity to prove the word. Well, it's going to give you an opportunity to prove what you actually really believe. Too. What you claim you believe. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you can claim to believe one thing and then do something else. It's going to actually give you an opportunity well, to prove what you actually we gonna, really we're believe. We're going to really find out what you really believe right. so by when, your actions. So when somebody gets that promotion at work that you thought you deserved, we're going to find out what you really believe. If you try to undercut them... If you try to stab them in the back, you try to make them look bad, 
You try to set yourself up so you can get that job if they fail. Well, you didn't go to the victory party. You didn't go celebrate with or them. Or even if you did, because you know how easy it is to, mm. to shake somebody's hand and smile at them while you're thinking, man, I hate you. While you got the knife in his back, right. huh? You, you yeah. get close to him and yeah. boom. You can smile at somebody and say hello at the same time you hate them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, people can fool themselves all they want. So, so you're going to get an opportunity. What do I really believe? And so you can say, yeah, I love my brother. But if you're undercutting them, like I said, you're stabbing them in the back, you're setting yourself up so you can try to get that job if they fail, you don't really love them. So you're going to get an opportunity to prove, do you really believe what you say you believe? Do you really believe what God says? Because what God says is, as you said, that we celebrate with those and that we also love those. We forgive those that we think have wronged us. That's what the Bible says for us to do. Now we're going to get a chance to see, do I really actually believe it or not? And again, that's what faith is. I, I call it the lifestyle of the kingdom of God. Faith is a lifestyle. That means, remember, that's what the scripture means, the just shall live by faith. This is my lifestyle. When somebody offend me, I don't go to try to offend them back because I've been practicing this new lifestyle because I'm a new creation, and the scripture tells us to walk in newness of life. So I, I, I practice this constantly. Because life is going to give me the opportunity every day. Right. Uh, here we go again. It's a new day. We yeah. always declare, this is the day that the Lord has made. I shall rejoice and be glad in it. Well, let's see how bad it is, how glad you're going to be in when somebody cuts you off at the light. Not only cut you off, flip you off. See how you're going to respond then. Praise the Lord. You, you better praise the Lord. That should be your response and not trading evil for evil, meaning flipping them another bird back. And we got Christians that'll do that. They'll flip you one, Richard. You make them mad. Again, we'll find out what's really in you right. with a little pressure get on you. Right. And and those things happen. See, you can guarantee somebody. I can sit here and guarantee you that in the next week from when you hear this broadcast, to, from the next week to the from that day to the next week, something bad's going to happen to you. Somebody's going to do something rude to you. Somebody's mm -hmm. going to say something rude to you. Something's going to happen that you didn't really want to happen. Now we're going to get a chance to see what do you believe when you respond to what it is that they say. Are you going to respond in faith? And faith equates to love. Are you going to respond in love? Or are you going to respond out of an old sin nature, which equates to hate, envy, pride, you know, venge, vengeance. And again, that's the mark of a Christian is we respond like Jesus responded. And we know how he responded. If you study the scriptures, you know how he responded in his life. He had an actual life where he had to encounter some folk. <laughs> Here's the thing about human nature. It don't change. Well, humans are the same. <laughs> There's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new under the sun. So uh, they offended him. They called him everything but a child of God. He didn't get offended. Don't you know who I am? Oh, look at my ID. I'm Jesus the Christ. He didn't I call these angels, which the disciples told him, call some angels down. You know, he didn't say none of that. Or yeah. James and John. Hey, you want us to call some thunder down here and wipe these guys out? Right, right. <laughs> Jesus like, no, nah, I ain't with that. You know, I'm going to respond in love, which was kind of leading me to a, a scripture I think we should meditate on as we start off our new year, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And we know that's the love chapter. And he says, you know, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I become as sounding brass or a clinging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, uh-oh, so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. 
And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, <laughs> and is not provoked, thinks no evil. This is what love is. It does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in truth, bears all things, oh, believes all things, all things that comes from the word of God, believes all things, hopes all things, faith is something hoped for, endures all things, love never fails. So that's how he concludes it with love never fails. So the Bible says God is love. And we're his children. Yeah, he, it doesn't say he's loving or lovable. It says he is love. He's the definition of love. And we're his, we talked about this last week, we're his representatives, his children, his ambassadors. So how should we be representing our God, our Father God? We should be representing love. Everybody probably don't know, but I go by the AKA. I got an AKA. I go, my name is Vince. I go by V-Love. Well, and, and, and I know it sounds humorous, but I got a revelation that God was love and I was his favorite. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. That I'm his child. So I, I just adopted the God's name. He is love. And, and it just reminds me to, to be love to folk. Love people. Love Jesus. God so loved the world. It's just when I say V love, just like Abraham. When God changed his name from Abram to Abraham, every time he heard Abraham, he thought father of many nations. So every time I hear V-love, I think, oh, God is love. I don't say V-hate. <laughs> it's V-love. Don't say God is hate. No, God is love. So it just reminds me to be who God says I am. It just, just a reminder. When I go tell people, hey, my name is V-love, especially in the hip-hop community, the rap culture, I'm V-love. And I tell, you know, other people that V-love. People, I went to one of the biggest churches here in Chico for years, neighborhood church, and they know me by V-love. But every time they say V-love, it reminded me who I am. In Christ Jesus, I'm love because God is love. And again, I believe some of you might need to change your name to our love. Richard Love. Richard Love. That sounds good, don't it? Our Richard Love. love. <laughs> Richard Love. That sounds good. Because we, we all should. That's really all our last names, really, because God is love. Well, you know, the Bible talks about love so many different times because God knew that we'd have these interpersonal relationships with people. Uh-huh. And you think about most of the problems you have in life, they're usually with people. They are. Yeah, you know, and I've heard people say, and, even, and maybe even thought people thought of themselves, you know, this would be a great place to live if there weren't any people. You know, if we didn't have to deal with people. You know, you, you work at a retail place, you think, man, this would be a great place to work if we didn't have customers. Mm -hmm. Or you work at the bank, man, this would be a great place to work if we didn't have people coming in putting in money or taking money out. Well, on a side note, and you probably remember this, remember the Twilight Zone. This guy loved to read books. Oh, yeah. And he thought, what a glasses. great place this <laughs> earth would be if it didn't have no people. It was just me on it with just books. And guess what? He got his wish. All the people on the earth was gone. It was just him and books. And he had a seeing problem. <laughs> and he broke his glasses. And he couldn't see. And he had some bifocals, too. He couldn't see. And he was like, and he had nobody to help him. Because remember, we're here to, we're blessed to be a blessing to others. We're here to help one another. We're part of the human race. Right. So we're supposed to help. The scripture talks about in Corinthians about the body well, being see, one would, but many God members. God would speak and make something he'd say, and, and the Bible was saying it was good. God saw that it was good. When's the first time that God said something wasn't good? 
he says, it is not good for the man to be alone. Right. That's the first time that God said it's not good. Right. And we're not created to be alone. And, the, you know, you talk about the Twilight Zone. That was some of the other things was that people would realize they were alone or think they were alone and how devastating that. We're not built to be solitary creatures. We're not. We're, we're, we're built not just to have fellowship with other people, but with God, and he's a spirit. He created us to have fellowship and relationship with him. Right. But see, God also knew that while we were not created to be solitary creatures, that we would need to have other people around us, that some of our biggest issues and problems would be with other people. Well, and so he comes, he, he brings to us in his word how we are to treat other people and how we're to act around other people and how we're to forgive other people. So God puts us with other people knowing that putting us with other people is going to create problems. But he says, here's the answer. I've given you an instruction manual. I've given you a handbook. Here's how a husband should treat his wife. Here's how a wife should treat her It's in the book. Here's how parents should treat their children. It's in the manual. This is how children should treat their parents. This is how an employer should treat an employee. This Mm -hmm. is how an employee should treat the employer. He he gives us this manual. He tells us how it is that we're to live. He says, you know what? There's going to be people that are going to wrong you. You know what you need to do? You need to go to them. He says, there's going to be people that you wrong. You know what you need to do? Go to them and ask forgiveness. So he he leaves us with his word so that when we're dealing with each other and these inevitable problems come up with each other, we know how to act. He says, study the manual and and you'll know how to respond to them. You show yourself approved. And so... (laughs) That's all you're doing. You show yourself approved. Oh, I know how to handle this. I, I remember that was on page such and such in the manual. Right. And, and I have people, I know you do too, they come to you and, and I'm not picking on anybody, but people will say, you know, this happened, what should I do? And it's like, you know, that's pretty elementary what you should do. The, the Bible talks about that in more than one place. This is what you need to do. And yet, either people haven't read the Bible to know what it is that they're supposed to do, or, and this happens a lot, they know what it says they're supposed to do, they just don't necessarily want to do it. Mm-hmm. And they need a little prodding to get them to do what they know that they're supposed to do. Uh-huh. God, God, and, and we talked, to, I think, in a previous show about God's wisdom, and nothing catches him by surprise. He always knows. So when we have problems with somebody else, God's not surprised by it. He knew that we would, and he provided this way for us to deal with it. And you talk about love, and he gives us the Holy Spirit so that we can love. Because when somebody does something really bad to you, and there's really bad stuff that happens, the only way that you can love that person, the only way that you cannot seek vengeance or try to get revenge is through the power of the Holy Spirit, is oh. through the love of God. Because it's not in our human nature. Some, you know, a teenager might be listening. Somebody steals your girlfriend from you. Your, your response as a teenager there, and you could be an adult and somebody steals your husband or wife or a girlfriend from you. Our natural human response isn't to praise the Lord. It isn't to hope for the best for them. It's to get even. It's to do something back. And the only way that we can love as God calls us to love is through the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And that's why and, the and also, is so important. Again, that's why the scripture tells us to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what that good and perfect and acceptable will of God is. You're going to prove it in your response. So again, and you can do that because the scripture says in Romans 5, 5, 
the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit that was given to us. So you got the Holy Spirit working for you and you got this word that's reprogramming you, that's transforming you by the renewing of your mind. So God really has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. It says that in first Peter, he's given us, it is found in his word. He tells you about the Holy Spirit and his word. He reveals to you that greater is he that's in you. Then he gives you this instruction manual about being transformed and how to transform your mind by meditating on his word and doing it. And, and, and one, in one scripture, I think it's in Peter, it talks about practicing righteousness. Well, you got to start practicing these things. <laughs> you got to start practicing forgiving. You got to start practicing learning how to pray first and then praying for others. You got to start practicing not taking vengeance for yourself. <laughs> you got to do that. Right, because our human nature is to take. Right, to take, right. So you got to start. Our human nature is to get even. Right. See, and, and we've been doing that our whole life. You've been That's practicing been that all your life. Yeah, you've been practicing that. Now you got to stop. You got to practice the new thing now. See, like you that. said with the golf thing. You taught the guy how he went to practice and you he practiced the correct way to be a winner. He went right back over here to this guy and, and started practicing the wrong way again. Right. Or he just fell back to his old habits. Right. <laughs> right. Because that, that was what came natural because that's how they that's the familiar yeah the familiar and so you want to go back to the familiar because that doesn't feel right Right. you know most people have a problem with their grip you know to use a a golf analogy most people have a problem with their grip the their lower hand is too far over on the club and when you bring it back to where it belongs to them initially it feels like they're not gripping it right it feels like it's going to fly out of their hand is actually what it feels like to them and so they have to trust that that's the right thing to do. And then as you get used to it, as you become familiar with it, as it becomes second nature to you, then all of a sudden, if you put it back the way it was before, that feels so completely weird. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we we need to be transformed because we've been programmed our whole life one way. We've been programmed to do what's familiar, what the world teaches, what seems right, our human nature. And now... We have a new nature. We have to be transformed. We have to be renewed. And you got to start practicing to operate in this newness of life, this new (laughs) nature that you have. It's going to take a while, just like a baby. That's why Scripture says we're born again. Well, in the natural, when a baby's born, they have to learn everything. They'll learn how to walk. They'll learn how to suck their bottle, learn how to talk. They have to learn everything. Well, we are born again. We have to learn everything of how to operate in God's kingdom. Right, we have to learn anew. We got to learn everything new. Remember, old things are past. All things become new. And we got to forget those things that are behind and, and, and start focusing on the new stuff. So now you got to start practicing the new stuff. And again, there's going to be some resistance because that old sin nature is familiar. It, it, that's its comfort zone. It wants to, we know that with clothing. It wants to scratch back to its old shape. But you got to manipulate that thing. You got to keep putting some resistance on it. So pretty soon, it's with training animals, I suppose. The same one. You got to keep that reinforcement. You got to keep reinforcing. That's why I say fate comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. You got to keep practicing and keep hearing the same thing over and over. It's like we learn our name. Speaking of babies have to learn stuff. They have to learn their name, and we do that by saying it to them constantly. We call them their name the first days. They are the hospital. You can call them Johnny. They don't know who you do. 
probably after the first month or so, I think they started to realize, oh, I'm Johnny. Or even with a dog. I got a puppy. I've had him like six months now. He knows his name, Augie. But when I first brought him home and named him Augie the first day, he like, who are you talking to? Who Augie? <laughs> now he understands, oh, that's me. Because <laughs> he's been hearing it. You got to hear this. You, and then he, you got to practice it. Again, that's how you be transformed by the new in the mind. You got you to do it's, it. And it's in anything. It's anything. With the swing, with the golf thing. Like you say, you train this guy to do it this way, and your old nature, your comfort zone, what's familiar, wants to go back to what's familiar. But you got to continue. Jesus said this, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set See, you free. See, what seems familiar to us, and what is familiar to us, is our own sinful nature. That's right. What's familiar that's familiar. Because that's what we've always done. That's and a lot of us, if been. you ain't got saved when you were young, like me, I got saved when I was 38. I've been practicing this thing, this sin nature thing. I've been practicing it. And when I got saved, I was still practicing it. Until I started getting revelation, the new seeds started being planted, and that being a doer and not hear the word started being planted. And I was like, oh. See, and then you began to mature in the word. Right. And then the Holy and Spirit you started. More like Christ, conformed to his likeness. And the Holy Spirit started speaking to you, too, about making corrections. Yeah. He's, he's going to tell you when you get into off course, and you got you to gotta learn to hear the voice of the Holy and Spirit. Now you have a choice again. Yeah. You can uh, believe God, and this is what we've been talking about the last couple of days. You can believe God and change course, or you can not believe God and go back to your old ways. You have a choice. And then you, you say things like this. Oh, that's just the way I am. Oh, man. I've been was, like this I mean, all my life. Hurts. Man, my daddy had a bad temper, and so do I. So do that's I. That's the way we are. But no, you're in a new family now. You, God don't got no bad temper. He's your daddy. Your heavenly father. Well, I mean, how many times in your life you heard somebody say, yeah, my parents had a bad temper? Well, I know, and you they know? say all that, they're just my running my family. This way. this way I am, everybody well, this way. Well, you know what, that this tells me, that is. tells me you have not so learned Christ. You don't know what it means to be redeemed, restored, and reconciled yeah, we're back to God. we're a new family. We yeah. got a new dad. I heard it said the other day, and this is the truth. It says, God birthed himself or came to earth so he can get us to heaven. Or get heaven in us. He came down so that we can come in. And, and that's that's the truth. So we have to let him do him in us. That's what the scripture is talking about. Submit. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And he'll exalt you in due season. He'll bring you up. Submit to God. Then he tells you the next verse. Resist the devil. That's the devil's influence to do his old sin nature. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. So those old ways will start fleeing from you once you do this. Submit to God. Submit means to come under the authority of. So I have to choose to come up under the authority of God. He ain't going to make you. Right. He doesn't I, knock anybody in the uh, head and right, say right, you right. got to do this. No, no. He Because he, he's, he's a gentleman. Holy Spirit's a gentleman. He's going to give you a choice. Okay, I, I gave you the word. I gave you what the truth is. You need to submit to this. And then you need to put some resistance on on, on, on this de demonic influence, and he's going to go from you. Uh, humble yourself under my mighty hand, and, and I'm going to lift you up. Because remember, God gives grace to the humble, but, but he resists the proud. A lot of people got pride. That's another work of the flesh. <laughs> pride. Yeah. So, well, see, and then pride rears its ugly head, and pride shows ways and ways we don't even think of. Because you used the example before somebody cut you up. <clears throat> Excuse me. Somebody cuts you off in traffic. How do you respond? That's pride. 
They don't have any right to get in front of me. They, they're no better than me. Somebody cuts in front of you in a line in a store or whatever, and we raise up because they're not better than me. What do they think they're better than me? They think that they deserve to be in front of me? That's pride. And here's pride the, is in ways we don't And here's think what the it. word says. Prefer others over yourself. But I mean, pride shows itself in ways that we don't even think of as pride. Uh -huh. Somebody in your family says or does something, and you, you're like, they can't say that to me. They don't have the right to say that to me. I got to stand up for myself. That's pride really at in motion. Uh -huh. And you got a Christian uh, fish on your trunk of your car. <laughs> Yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna honk and flip people off, take the fish off. Right, take right. the fish That's off. What, uh, that happens to that. me all the time. I see them all like, okay, all right, you're representing. Uh, yeah, I've thought that before. You know, take that fish off. Right, take the fish off. Like you're gonna drive like that and flip me off while you're at it. Uh, I know it was just a used car. It was on there when you bought the car. Okay, but anyway, you know, but it's a new year and we want to uh, allow greater manifestation of the kingdom of God to to, to be evident in our lives. So with that. We're going to have to believe God. And when we say believe God, that means act on the word of God. Right. Be doers, faith not in the just Bible it. is an action word. Yeah, it's an action. You're going to do something. You have faith. Abraham believed God, so he left home. Right. He left the land that he was in. Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteous. Gideon believed God, so he went against the Midianites. All throughout Hebrews chapter 11, as it talks about people of faith, they did what they did because they believed God. That's that's why they did what they did. They acted they on his word. God. Yeah. God said, so they believed. That's mm -hmm. how you and I and everybody listening needs to live. God said, so this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to believe God. And the more you practice that, believing God, acting on his word, the easier it, the easier it gets. And then you'll start seeing manifestation of his promises in your life. Because everything God tells us to do, there's a promise connected with it. And real simple, all of us who are believers understand this one. He said, if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, if you believe God sent him and raised him from the dead and in your heart and confess with your mouth, you'll be what? Saved. And, and we, we've done that. And we've got the promise connected to that because we are saved. Our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. We are children of God now. We've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light now. And then so, we need to remember we've been bought with a price. Yeah, with the precious blood. But but everything God instructs us to do is connected to a promise. Remember, give and it shall be given to you. Good measure, press down, shaking together, running over. We're being given to your business. But we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. And again, we want to thank you guys, our loyal listeners and supporters, for financially supporting this uh, Bible-based ministry, Faith on Fire. We want to thank you. We had a great last year. And uh, we just want to say that you guys have been helping to make it happen. And, and that seed sown over to your account. So this 2015, you're going to be blessed as well. And we want to remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.